Welcome to another edition of Inside Orange County Water Polo. I'm Dan Albano with the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com and joined once again by Steve Carrera, girls boys water polo coach at Orange Lutheran, also with Go Live Polo. And Steve, uh, it's Selection Sunday and it's kind of a big day for water polo. Everybody knows where they're, who they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs in the southern section and you guys are Orange Lutheran, one of the, uh, the lucky teams that has made it this far. So congratulations on being part of, uh, you know, what's going to be, I think, an exciting playoffs across seven divisions. Yeah, thank you. I think it's um, the Division One through seven. there are a lot of competitive games. And, uh, of course, we've been hitting the refresh button starting at 8.55 <laughs> up until 9 o'clock. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, CIF does a great job of getting that information out there as quickly as possible and, not just that, but also the coin flips are predetermined, and that that's up on the website as well. So, uh, kudos to CIF for really sticking to that time frame and getting it out on time, and and allowing the coaches and uh, administration to prepare uh, for their home game or their transportation, whatever it might be. Because we got some uh, a long long travel trips for some teams. Yeah, I've learned over the years, last couple of years, you know, CIF will will post those. Pairings uh, a few minutes before uh, nine o'clock, actually. So I'm 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 hitting that refresh, uh, checking my brackets. You know, I think I start maybe around eight fifty-five, and uh, so uh, maybe a tad earlier. So I'm counting them down. So it's exciting, and I think uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about this Division One bracket. It's uh, you know the main bracket, the main draw is going to start on Wednesday, uh, February eighteenth, and the uh, top four seeds. Uh, you know, uh, a little interesting uh, when you get down to the four, five, six range. But the way it turned out, you know, no surprise, Laguna Beach at number one, uh, undefeated Laguna Beach, uh, number two, Foothill, number three seeds Newport Harbor, number four seed is Corona Del Mar, number five seed is Orange Lutheran. I um, probably need to certainly mention the number six, San Marcos. Uh, you know, after a uh, strong performance at the Irvine SoCal Championships, where uh, San Marcos finished fourth. But, uh, Coach, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot in our last podcast about, you know, that, um, you know, some of these Division One rankings. And this, uh, those seedings follow what the, uh, the, uh, the final poll indicated as well in Division One. It was in that same order that I, you know, the seedings match the poll. That's how that usually works in the, in the southern section. And what's, your, uh, what's your reaction to uh, getting the five seed? I know you had uh, talked about maybe uh, Lutheran being, uh, you thought it could be number three. But uh, you guys come out number five and, you guys will square off again against uh, Corona Del Mar. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, perhaps I'm sorry if you, if you, I should definitely say you could potentially play Corona Del Mar if you win your first round game against Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah, definitely not looking past Santa Barbara. They're a great team. Um, you know, I, I sort of expected uh, the the top six seeds to be where they are. I mean, I think there was always uh, wishful thinking that we could potentially move up, but I think. Uh, the argument that we talked about last time in the last podcast about body of work, I think that applies the most to when you're going into the CIF. Uh, they should be evaluating all the wins and losses and um, opponent, uh, common opponents, and um, that's why the schools have to submit their record and all of their opponents with scores um, a week before the seeding comes out. That allows CIF and the committee to really evaluate everyone. And, you know, 
number five seed is great. I mean, uh, I can't really complain. Of course, we could make an argument for moving up or down, but so can San Marcos and so can CDM. Um, so I think I think they got it right. To be honest, I think CIF got it right one through six. Um, but there are definitely some competitive games in the first round, um, some unexpected competitive games, I guess, in the first round of Division One. But uh, the field, I mean, is just absolutely loaded. The, the leagues are really strong this year. And so it looks like there's going to be um, some really exciting first-round games as well as that wild-card game. I think Edison-Costa Mesa will be a good game. Um, so... I, I do think Edison will win that game, but uh, I, I still think it's it's not something that you could just walk over. So um, no real surprise, uh, especially not being in some of the, that last tournament for Olu. And, um, you know, we had a big win against Newport Harbor, but uh, like we talked about earlier, we didn't have an opportunity to follow up with anything after that. So, you know, I, I think uh, it, it fell into place. Well, I know I, I talked to Coach uh, Hinman, who uh, runs the Irvine SoCal Championship, and he said you're going to get invited next year. I think you'll have a remedy for uh, for uh, your end-of-the-season tournament next year. Yeah, I mean, I still think uh, Olu's body of work is really strong. I mean, so uh, regardless of if we're in the tournament or not, uh, I still think our schedule is was pretty strong this year, and... Um, you know, like I said, I think things fell into place. Uh, I think I'm su- I'm just as surprised as uh, you might be with seeing some of the first round games. Uh, but you know, in the playoffs, I mean, I'm trying to be as even keel as I can here. I mean, in in the playoffs, you have to beat everyone. So, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter who you play in the first round. Uh, every game is going to be tough. So I, I think it's just a matter of being focused and, and making sure that we come out and take care of business. And I think when you look at the bracket, you know, you look at Dos Pueblos versus Los Al. Yes. Olu versus Santa Barbara. Um, San Marcos versus Rosary. I mean, those are three really, really good games in, in the first round. And, you know, I know uh, Chucky at San Marcos I mean, I know he feels confident with his team, but you know, Rosary's not a team that is really a number three. I mean, I know they're a third seed in our, you know, out of our league, out of Trinity, but they are dangerous. I mean, they they are very, very dangerous. Same with Santa Barbara. You know, Santa Barbara might be third in their league, but they've been in the Division One top ten all year long, and so um, you know, for those of for those in the who are listening who don't understand how these brackets come out, the one important rule that they have to know is that you can't see someone from your same league until the semifinal. And so with that rule in place, you might have to push a team down or up so that they don't see uh, someone from their same league. So Santa Barbara had to be pushed to, I believe, 12th. Um, and maybe maybe they were 12th in, at the end of the year, but... They get pushed to 12th, um, and that that's where we see them in that first round. So it, it's uh, those rules are a little bit limited. You know, they limit things as opposed to just taking the top 16 teams and seeding them 1 through 16. So, yeah. 
But I definitely want us to conclude a little bit on uh, some of that philosophy because there could be some changes in the works um, in coming seasons. But let us let's hit a couple of these games. I mean, and, and maybe to just go off what you said, you're talking about you know Santa Barbara. You know, maybe the number eleven seed was uh, Bill Park, and they're they're going to play in the first round um, at Luminous Beach. And I think you know, as, as you know, and the Breakers will be the, you know will be favored um, in that game. But I think Bill Park's a pretty good team, and you know that's a pretty uh, pretty tough first round game for you know you know for Bill for uh, you know for Laguna Beach. I mean, I think uh, Bill Park's you know they're not they're you know they're strong. Um, you know, like I think the number they came out number eleven in the final poll. You know, for the first uh, seed in the in the bracket, that's pretty tough, I think. Yeah, I mean, just because of the same league thing. They get yeah. they get pushed to sixteenth. I mean, if one plays sixteen in the first round, then Villa Park, to me, looks like they're the last seed in the tournament. Um, are you right? I mean, if if number one plays yeah. sixteen, then you know Villa Park is sixteenth. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't think Villa Park is the number sixteen team. I mean, yeah, I mean they just you know they uh they, I think they came you know came out eleventh um, in the final poll is how um that I heard from the CIF so um. They, but you know they had a really Pueblo's, good game with Rosary, like a couple yeah, weeks they ago. They had a really good game. So and and I, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, Dan, but the one thing that um, is interesting with the Laguna Beach Villa Park is that they both have similar pools, and so yeah. there is no advantage in terms of going to Laguna and playing in their pool. You know, some of some of our teams are like CDM Newport, Olu, you know, Dos Pueblos, Losal. We have the the big you know, the big course, uh, Villa Park and Laguna don't. And so, um, and, and then not looking past that first round, but let's say Laguna gets past Villa Park, uh, they lost the coin flip for for the next round. And so if if Dos Pueblos wins against Los Al, Laguna's traveling to Dos Pueblos. And, um, you know, anytime you travel far away, it, it, it takes a toll on your team. I'm sure. It definitely is tough to drive three hours, uh, so you know that's another kind of interesting twist to it. Sure, yeah. You know, those Pueblos, you know, finished seventh in the uh, final rankings. They beat Los Al up at the. Um, I think that was the first round game at the uh, Santa Barbara Tournament Champions. So that's a seven-eight game. That's going to be very tough. And you know, your game against Santa Barbara. You know, Coach Mark Walsh at Santa Barbara coming down. You know, uh, experienced team. Very veteran coach. I know they um, they dealt, dealt with some health issues in the cage this year. I think they have a trans one at least one transfer that's joined the mix, giving them a little bit more depth. But I think that's going to be a pretty good game for you guys, coach. Oh yeah, it's going to be a very good game. Um, we played them at the Santa Barbara tournament, and uh, we were able to get by them, um, but it wasn't like an easy game by any means. I respect Coach Walsh, like, tremendously. He's a great coach. He's going to give us a completely different look than what we saw uh, a month ago. So uh, we have to be ready to play. We have to be ready to um, play four quarters because I don't think this is going to be a a, a typical first-round game. You know, usually in the first round you see a lot of lopsided wins. And um, I... Don't think the Trinity League was rewarded for how strong it really is from top to bottom. Um, but again, I, I don't blame the committee or CIF. 
Uh, it just has to do with how the rules are in place. There was nowhere else to put Santa Barbara. They, you know, one has to play in number three. I understand that. Um, now you could have put Costa Mesa in that bracket, <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things. So uh, I guess I, I guess Costa Mesa Edison they are they must be seated thirteenth, fourteenth. Uh, in, in that final poll, uh, because they're playing each other in the wild card game, I'm not sure if Villa Park has played Edison or Costa Mesa, but um, uh, that would be yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you, you bring up that uh, you know that wild card bracket, you know Edison Costa Mesa. Maybe that's a case of CIF. Uh, you know, one of their you know they they try to do they try to protect that four seat a little bit more than they'll protect to try to protect the five seat. And um, and maybe that's something that happened there. You know, I think I, you know San Marcos. I was been really impressed with with them. I saw them at the Irvine SoCal tournament when they beat CDM, and they they really impressed me. Um, the way they uh, they countered so hard, they pressed so hard, and uh, they got some girls that can put the ball away. I think uh, I think Rose. I don't know if Rosary is going to have to really contend with some speed and some tough uh, press in that game. And that's going to be pretty tough for them, I think, on the road. Yeah, but the other thing, just similar to the Laguna Beach Villa Park, is that they both have very similar pools. And so I think the one uh, advantage that San Marcos has playing at San Marcos is that they have the wall cages and um, it's sort of like a, a smaller course. Rosary is used to that. And so I think they're going to go into San Marcos with the mentality of this is like playing at home. And... Um, Rosary, they've been up and down, but they have gotten some really good center play lately. And so if they're able to draw a couple kickouts early and keep them in the game, you know, that's going to be another four-quarter four quarter game. Uh, you know, San Marcos can't be stoked about playing uh, the number three in Trinity because I do think that the Channel League and, and the Trinity League – Top to bottom, one through three are the toughest leagues. Yeah, and you, you're you're right about the coach because I mean it, the the power rankings that CIF released today about the league strength. Uh, Trinity was number one, and Channel was two. Uh, you know, that, I think that's the only thing that I I just sort of have a tough time with is why you know why the Trinity is even matched up with the Channel League. But um, again, I think that there are going to be some really close games in this first round and I, I think if the seeding is correct you should see all those uh, top seeds go on to the next round but inevitably there's going to be an upset and I think where CIF gets into a little bit of a debate is when you have those upsets in the first round um, you know was the seeding off you know and you know, we haven't had very many. I think we had that that boys upset with Newport Harbor and Agora um, this past fall, which was which was interesting. But yeah, I think if it were up to me, which of course it's not, but if if it were up to me, I would say take the teams, rank them one through sixteen, and if I play someone from my league in the first round, so be it. I mean, it, it is it is what it is. You got to just play. And so um, having all these rules and all these restrictions makes things 
very difficult, I think, because it's it becomes a puzzle. It's not just straight uh, win loss or common opponent. There's other yeah. things that have to go into it. Well, puzzle is the word that you know. That's what the assistant commissioner Christine Powell at CIF. That's one of her uh, words that she uses every year when I talk to her about the brackets. She uses the word puzzle, and I think I've heard her say puzzle for about five years in a row, or as long as she's done it. She's always used the word puzzle. So that's interesting you, you picked that word, Coach, because it is a puzzle. Um, but you will be a, maybe you'll be a happy coach in about two years because um, the way it stands now is that these current rules for boys and girls water polo, where there's uh, 16 team brackets, there's no at-large uh, entries. This is going to continue next year, um, it looks like, as well. But uh, the year after, after you know, after next year, there's there's going to be a lot. I think there'll be some changes, and there's some talk about um, going to the power ranking system, kind of like a basketball model of a power ranking. Um, the assistant commissioner Pally talks about uh, maybe condense. There might be a movement to condense the divisions to five divisions. Um, try to get some 32 team brackets. There's been some talk maybe about um, the power rankings and maybe an open division, but. At, there might be uh, some discussion if there is enough, you know, really quality teams to make a really good open division or how, you know, maybe it would be, a, I don't know if it could be a 16 or 18 bracket. But I think there's some changes coming. And uh, do you have any thoughts? And, you know, I think you probably expressed them today that you'd like to see a, a pure, you know, draw, a power rankings, uh, one through, you know, 16. But it's probably going to have to look at a, a one through 32 situation, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I think there's – an argument or a debate for both because you know I, I love basketball I follow basketball Orange Lutheran basketball is really competitive you know they're number two in Orange County they the boys yeah you know, the boys and they got second in Trinity League and they go into the open division and they're seated like thirteenth in the open division you know in, in a very tough league and so I think that that becomes a very difficult road for them. Uh, I I would like to see, I would like to see number one, geographic area. You know, I I don't think it's right that Santa Barbara has to drive down to play one game against Orange Lutheran on a Wednesday. I think that that's very difficult for them. Uh, obviously, transportation uh, is always an issue with with every school. It's a big cost. Um, so that's number one. And the second. The advantage of that open division, though, is I don't think, and this is not a knock against Orange Coast League or the Crestview League, um, but especially the Orange Coast League, they're not ready to be in Division One. You know, they're just that's the that's the positive for the open division because Saddleback, you know, they play Modern Day. I mean, there's just, it's just night and day between. The, the level of play between um, between those schools. And so I don't think you're giving Saddleback a, a really good opportunity to progress as, as a program, really. And so um, there are some teams in Division One that really should not be in Division One. And so I think if you have that open division, you're able to take those power rankings and maybe move people up and down depending on... Um, where they fall, you know, and, and even for the Trinity League, you know, and, and you would have to go back into your archives for this, but I'm pretty sure that us beating Newport was the first time a Trinity League team had beaten a top four team. And I know we had that debate, I think we talked about it on the deck one time, but I can't remember the last time a Trinity League team beat 
a top four team in Division One. So um, the Trinity League is strong, but there is it, there's not like that much history there in terms of beating or being one of the top two or three teams. Uh, you know, it's always Laguna, Newport, CDM, Santa Barbara. Those teams have been there for a long time. So you know. Uh, whatever changes come our way, I, I, we got to deal with them. But I think they should make it just simple. You know, geographic area one through sixteen. Here is the bracket, and 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 move on. You know, so um, I think it's going to raise a huge debate when you have an open division in the power rankings, and let's say the number three team from the Trinity League gets moved to Division three for CIF playoffs, and then they go and become CIF champs. You know. Um, is that really fair? I don't. I don't know. That that becomes tough. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think there. I think it seems like the power rankings, um, the basketball model, it seems to be the uh, the wave of the future. And uh, it doesn't seem like uh, you know. I, I don't know if the uh, the current system's working for water polo with uh, no at larges. Um, some of the restrictions of. Uh, the draws, I think, are tough. They're not. They're probably not working. Um, and I, it's not just water polo. I think it's some other sports as well. Um, that are, you know, I think and it's actually all sports across the board in the southern section are looking uh, to do some revamping with the playoff um, process. So I think it's going to be interesting. But next year it's going to be the same year, same as uh, this year, with a lot of the same rules. But uh, after that, there could be some uh, some new things coming. But I think. Uh, I think Division One looks uh, great, Coach. I think there's some, you know, some obviously some great games in the first round, and then after that, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, it's all going to be good. What What do you have uh, in plans uh, with uh, with live streaming, Coach? Anything you can share yet? Yeah, we're trying to uh, do the CIF semifinals again, both both games for Division One. Okay. And um, so we put in for that, and hopefully everything goes smooth and just trying to get some competitive games out there and it'll be obviously uh, we're in the playoffs and we want to make it as far as we possibly can. And that's my, that's my number one focus, my number one priority right now. So, um, there are some things that we have to juggle, but we definitely want to get the semifinals of division one on the live stream. And, um, you know, if, if we could, we would, we would do as many games as possible but there, there is a fee associated with um, getting the rights to broadcast those games. Even you know a regular season game uh, costs money, so uh, we're just trying to focus on the semis and, and take it from there. But um, I'm really looking forward to, as a fan, you know, if you like water polo, you should go out and check out some of these games because I think you're going to see, you're going to be impressed not just with how competitive the games are, but the the talent level this year is just through the roof in girls' water polo. You have a lot of future Olympians playing high school water polo right now, and uh, yeah. I think it's important to go out and support the sport, even if you don't have a, a daughter playing. I mean, go out, take your son, take your age group kid, and uh, go check out some games because it's important to support I agree, Coach. I'm looking forward to it very much. So, um, good luck to Orange Lutheran, and, and I say good luck to all the teams in uh, Division One through Seven. You know, it's obviously a great accomplishment to be in the playoffs. It wasn't easy. You had to be top three in your league, most likely, or maybe top two in a small league. But it was a difficult, uh, 
cast to make the playoffs not easy. So congratulations to every single team out there. And uh, Coach, I will uh, great again talking with you, and I'm sure we'll get together uh, real soon. And, uh, again, good luck in the playoffs. Thanks a lot, Dan. I'll probably see you out there on the deck.